Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Value Line Observer, brought to you by the Value Guys. I'm Vern Value. And I'm Val Hughes. And we're 20-year Wall Street portfolio managers and analysts that have adopted secret identities, disguised years, our for me. voices, okay, Dis- disguised our voices, and gone underground so that we can share our unfiltered views every week on selected stocks from that week's Value Line Investment Service. Stocks that we've selected. That's right. Not that they've selected. Do you want to do the introduction? No, I don't. Uh, in this case, uh, we're looking at stocks from the issue of May 2nd, 2008. But before we do, I want to remind everybody that this is for entertainment purposes only. We may have all kinds of nasty conflicts of interest. We may own all the stocks we do. we're talking Sometimes about. We do. Um, and worse yet, and you might be able to tell when, but we may know absolutely nothing about the stocks that we're talking about. I know very about. little tonight, I can assure you. And uh, we'd recommend that you uh, uh, that you get completely and well-versed in all of the different caveats that you should be aware of before fully participating in our product by visiting our website at www.thevalueguys.com. In the second half of the show, I'm going to come back with a tasty idea or three. Uh, But first, I'm going to turn it over to my side, the uh, side-arming stock jockey himself. Do you work on these things? Val Hughes. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's spontaneous. Really? That's amazing. You don't have a writer or something? Okay. Uh, ladies I may and burst gentlemen, into flame later too. Oh, excellent! That'll be uh, visual, visually exciting. I, I'm not. Uh, you'll, be here, you'll be able to hear it. I'm. I'm sad to say I'm not that well prepared tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I've been very busy. We had a very busy, busy time in the office you know, today. Everybody that's listening to this is yeah. is busy too. Listen, I, I barely have they time don't to get about over how here. Busy you are. Well, I just am. I know they don't want to hear it, and that's why they have a fast forward button on the machine. But. No, there's been a lot going on in the office, so I've been a little distracted. Hey, big day in the market today. It was up a lot, and that's good. We uh, up 2%, really, for, uh, I look at the Russell 2000 value. Uh, but, uh, no, the big news for me today was I was uh, representing myself in a uh, legal battle. Yeah, a little far afield. So I was practicing law today. I was excited about like that. Like in a court of law? Yeah, like a well, bo- a table board I, en- I ended up having a little disagreement with a guy, and it's not worth getting lawyers involved, you know, because why should they, you know, make the money or get involved whatsoever? It's just a disagreement. So I represented myself in court, and the, the judge, who was kind enough to hear the arguments of each side, will be sending us a letter with his uh, answer in a few weeks. So it's really different from our industry where you have about 30 seconds to get your frickin' research over to my desk. Over here, the judge is going to just take a couple of weeks. Yeah, so that was fun. And we also had a consultant in, which if you're a you know small buy-side firm, that's exciting and could lead to business and all that. And our numbers are horrible, so uh, if they're, I hope they're predicting the future and it's a bright one for us, but we were excited about that. You want to get off the couch and get on with the show? Uh, and we got a new copier. Just want to throw that out. So that was pretty exciting. Um, okay. Is this a rerun of The Office? It could be. Anyway, I see you're not very interested in my day. But that's why I'm not well prepared. I just want to let you know. All right. Big food issue this week. And in troubled times, you know, uh, needs start to grow in market share relative to wants. If your income comes back, you give up your wants first or used to haves, what have you, and you focus in on your Need soup's going to be gaining share, so Campbell's soup's the obvious choice, right? No, I don't know if soup's going to be gaining share. But, uh, you know, worldwide, food is gaining share of, I think, national 
uh, Sorry about that. GDPs because of what's going on with commodity prices. And also wealth is growing uh, in uh, many new democracies around the world, obviously, and they all want food. And they want branded food is my It's growing faster in places that. that don't even have a whiff of democracy. Well, so here's my theme. Uh, a, people like soup. And B, uh, they have more brands than that. They own Swanson, Prego. Uh, what else do they have here? I was pretty excited about their Godiva brand because my theme would be wealth breeds more use of chocolate. But then I noticed here they actually just sold sold that one. So that was a positive momentarily. Um, but I like the stability of it. They're putting up great returns on capital, so that always gets me interested. Low 20s, mid 20s, they're going to put up 24%. They leverage it just a little bit. Uh, they've got, uh, well, actually, here's an interesting thing. They've got 53% debt to capital. That sounds high, but their interest coverage is eight times. So they've got a lot of cash flow, basically, is that uh, that's telling you. Sounds like high. Yeah. And 20% operating margins forever, stable as hell. And so, you know, in troubled times, this thing, this kind of stability, if you can get it at a good value, is a pretty decent opportunity. Two and a, two and a, let's see, 2.5% yield, uh, trades at 12 times gross cash flow, 15 times free. So on, you know, my kind of cash on cash, that's a 7.5% return on cash purchase price of enterprise value. And you're going to get about 8% uh, earnings growth, according to value line. So that's 15%. And you look, the long bond's at four. So it's not 20. I'd like to get 20, but it's food, and it's Campbell's. And they own what else? Prego. You the dividend. Did I? No, 2.6% yield. I just said that. Well, that goes on top of your return calculation, doesn't it? No. Well, it's part of cash flow, so I don't want to count it twice. Okay. If you want to talk about what actually you're getting in cash, and this is a good point to make, Vern, when I talk about cash and cash return, you don't really get that, ladies and gentlemen. If you think that, I've really been misleading you for the three years we've been doing this show. No, that's if we bought the company, all of us together, the big team went out with our wallets and bought the company, we would get the cash flow. And I, that's what I'm talking about in cash on cash yield. And it keeps companies' valuation in a reasonable range because there's a lot of private equity money that could actually it's go pay that. It's the cash flow return on invested capital. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I call isn't it that Holt? Cash on cash return. I don't read Holt. You know what I'm saying? We learned this before Holt came out. They probably read the books we read. You, you went know to school with Holt, didn't you? You know, I don't want to get into all the things that I may have done in the past, Who's including that? that. That might give away your identity. Uh, anyway, look, it's a, just a common, it's accounting, it's finance, it's return on capital, it's DuPont formulas, and you, people try to market it. It's ridiculous. These guys, anyway, are putting up a 40% return on equity, and uh, they've been doing that for a long time. I don't see any lost money anywhere on the page. Uh, you know, you have a few bumpy wor uh, years on earnings. That's it's probably condensed soup. Well, no, that's just part of it, though. They've got Swanson. What about the major changes that they're making in the formulation of the soup product? Listen, my friend, I think what you're pointing out is just they're staying with the times. People want healthy, you get healthy. What you get is the trust in Campbell's soup. Have you seen the new uh, dispensers they have in the supermarket? To I don't know if I have or not. Oh. The other thing Campbell's getting into, and this has been a theme on the show is people have less and less time to prepare food, but they at the same time want to prepare their own food. Of course, it makes no sense. But that's why you get, you know, people that used to just sell meat, like Tyson, now selling 
you know, packaged food. You throw it in your oven or in your, you know, pot for a little while. You cook it up, and it's sort of, is it homemade, is it not? You don't know. It's sort of in between homemade and restaurant. They're getting into this in a big way with Campbell's because it's a trusted name. We've talked about this with McCormick and other companies that have this sort of opinion leader status in food. Campbell is one of those, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. You get paid a little bit to wait. Four in here is 30%. That could be 50 so that may be growing, and that's higher margin business because it's lower tax rate. Anyway, I don't want to bore you too much on Campbell's, but page 1485, Campbell, CPB. Well, that was I a like riveting start to the show, Mal. Thank you. Well, thank, I see you're still listening, obviously. Okay. I don't have any choice. They yeah, pay me to be no, here. No, you can leave any time, my friend. Uh <laughs> All right. What do I got next? Okay, I got. I can't a, wait to find out. I've got a. This is a. This is a story Morton in Salt. Maybe. No, I don't. Listen, this is a story in comparison and contrast. Okay. Okay. You ready? This is that part of the show that we're calling the. So comparison it's not going to be soup. And contrast part of the show. No, you know one of the benchmarks of valuation is deals. Okay, real people with real money writing checks, and you can go study that and see what they're paying in terms of earnings yields or multiples or sales multiples or sounds whatever. very complicated to me. Are you going to keep chiming in all the time with your witty quips? Listen, it's late, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even want to get into the pains we're going to to bring you the show this week. It's the middle of the night. Well, you just come we don't know what. time day it is or where we are we've been traveling we're trying to bring you the show my patience is a little short okay i was waiting you were late getting over here tell the people how long i've been waiting okay it's a red roof in anyone anyway, would be upset what are you gonna do all right now here's something that was very interesting a giant worldwide brand this week got sold to another giant worldwide brand in this industry and i'm talking about mars the makers of the Mars Bar, but they own a ton of other brands. M and M's. Yeah, they own. I mean, but I can't even. I can't even name all the things that they that they do. But if you look at it, it's a lot of stuff. They bought Wrigley this week or put a bid in. The value line says Wrigley sixty two bucks at the close today, uh, which is not Friday, by the way, is Thursday. But it's seventy six dollars. This thing, Wrigley, right now, real people with real money are going to spend 25 times gross cash flow, 30-something times free cash flow to get Wrigley. Now, Wrigley does put up 18% returns on capital, low 20s returns on equity. It's a well-financed company, low debt levels, 28%, a lot of cash, you know, returns going back forever. They have, of course, Wrigley gum, Doubleman, Spearmint, Juicy Fruit, Big Red. I mean, that's you're going, how can they make so much money with just gum? I mean, I, that's my question, but they managed to do it. They uh, also made a big acquisition a couple years ago, and I'm just trying to see if Value Line's mentioning You know, with the fascination of being thin, maybe more and more people will want food products that don't actually have any nourishment or... You and don't just, actually and, and, ingest them. You just go through the motions. And of you have them. the uh, exercising of chewing. Going yeah, you have the. Thing. You can participate yeah. in. Oh a, yeah. Just think of it like Absolutely. a whole gum dinner. Calories right? lost per. You could, you could eat gum. dinner with your friends while getting no calories and not going to the trouble of actually yeah, swallowing no, anything. That's an excellent idea, Vern. Thanks for bringing that up. No, they own something like Lifesavers now, or um, you know, I wish these guys would say here they did a big acquisition last year. I'm just scanning through here. I didn't do a lot of work on this this week, but they don't mention it. But they have a couple of big brands uh, in, you know, the sort of gum aisle that I can't name. The and gum aisle. 
Well, all that kind of stuff that fits in your pocket, whatever, <laughs> you know. And Mars is paying an enormous price. Okay, that's great. Worldwide brand, whatever. All right. Now, I'm looking at Hershey, page 1496. Now, this has been in the news over the last couple years because there's this trust, Hershey Trust. You know, they built a town. It's actually very impressive, and but that's 150 years ago. But it's still there. And the trust owns 99.7% of Class B, which has all the voting power. And they got in some trouble a few years ago because they weren't realizing, you know, value for the shareholder. Wrigley, who's now getting bought at a giant premium by Mars, actually made a bid for Hershey that was turned down by the Hershey Trust because there were some nuances of the deal that weren't satisfying to the trust. Well, meantime, the stock's gone... <laughs> like there wouldn't be anything else for the trustees I to do know, anymore. Right, their jobs were at risk. Meantime, the stock's gone straight down since then. And, you know, what's the rub on them? Well, they're not doing everything they could to realize shareholder value. Okay. Well, meantime, okay, Wrigley just got bought out at an enormous multiple, or is getting bought out. They put up 18% returns on capital. Hershey is selling at 11 times gross cash flow right now. Wrigley's going out at over 25. And yet they're putting up mid-20s returns on capital. That doesn't sound so bad. They have some leverage, 70% leverage, but because their operating margins are 20%, their coverage is, again, eight times, very similar to uh, what some other company we were just talking about, Campbell. So very high margins lead to good debt levels. So they're putting up a you know, 25% return on capital. Their cost of capital, even if it's all debt, is the cost of debt. So if they can borrow at 7%, earn 25% on that, they've just made a 17% spread on no net investment, and that's just you know, what leads them to a 70% return on equity. Okay, Wrigley has 22. So you know, what's going on is that Hershey's undervalued, this trust controls it, but these people aren't going to live forever, ladies and gentlemen, are they? No. And shareholders, particularly in the face of this Wrigley deal, are going to say, why didn't you take the Wrigley deal? We'd be part of this huge deal, and we'd have made four times our money, and they're going to kick these people out. Meantime, the brand is strong. They're not as international as Wrigley, so they can do that. That's something they can do. Their margins aren't quite as good. That's something they can improve, you know. Uh, they don't have the advertising and the brand awareness that Wrigley does. That's something they can do. These are all upsides to Hershey. It's given you a 3% yield. Uh, they've got a little bit of cash. My calculation of enterprise value to EBITDA is 10 times, and uh, that's 10% cash on cash. They grow a little bit, and I think that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. I just buy that right now. Hershey, page 1496 HSY. How am I on time, Vern? Bad? you got a couple minutes. Okay. This is one I know nothing about, so it'll take no time. You know what I'm saying? It's on page 1607, Universal Electric, I guess. It's abbreviated here, and I don't know what they're talking about. Look in the business description. Whatever. I don't have time. (laughs) U-E-I-C is the symbol. And what am I attracted to? Well, first, the cash flow valuation. It looks like it's about nine times, but they've got enormous cash balances, six bucks a share, no debt. That gets me attracted. Stock at 26, subtract six, that's 20. They're putting up 230 in cash flow. Even if you take off 30 cents in interest, that's at a 5% rate, that's still two bucks on 20 bucks. Okay, that's 10 times. And then on free, uh, they have a little bit of CapEx, 40 cents. That puts them at about 11 times free cash, 9%. 
and value line says they're going to grow at 4%, so that's 13%. That doesn't sound so good. But what do these guys do that gets me interested is that they have the programming that lets all the different devices in your media room, all the different brands that have electronic signals, all communicate with each other so you can use a remote control to work everything. And they apparently have patents and stuff on that. And you see their margin going up and their returns going up. When I look at the incremental return, it means when you go from 10% return on capital to 13 in three years, it means your incremental is about 50%. So they're into some little gold mine that's working. Uh, I may have talked about Macrovision on the show, and you know they own this TV guide, Gemstar thing, that owns some rights to programming guides and also has some of this technology. Uh, oh, oh, geez. So uh, the cabin, you know, we have a bug on the floor. Um, and so I know this is a valuable space, and uh, I like that. I like that Lord Abbott owns 10%. They're smart guys. And uh, they have a bunch of stuff that I don't understand. Pre-programmed wireless control products and audio video, video accessories. They develop uh, on television, set-top boxes. Basically, they're everywhere communicating with everything. They put up 13% on capital uh, with no debt, as I said. I think that's positive. And they've been buying back stock. I think they'll grow with media, rooms, and, and all that as things need to talk to each other. Apple TV is blazing one set of standards, Sony and you know, uh, Microsoft are blazing another. Just, you know, these guys will help everyone talk together. So universal electronics or electricity or who knows what. UEIC, page 1607. Electoral college. And let me just say this to Lord Abbott. I hope you're freaking right on this one because I'm <laughs> out on the limb on it, okay? Uh, and with that, I'm going to turn this over with a great deal of fanfare to Vern Value. Hey, we actually have... Uh, Beverages. Did we mention that we may have been drinking? I don't know if we had that no, in the caveats. Okay, that. we may be. Maybe. Mm. So, burn down. Wonderful. Yes. With my tasty idea up first. Okay. Good. Have you ever heard of Tasty Baking? I have heard of it. I I haven't. Didn't know it was a public company. But oh, yeah. I'm uh, familiar with Tasty Cake, or in Juniors. I've seen these things in gas stations. I think. Oh yeah, that stuff's good. You know, for on you. end caps. Uh, according to this. Walmart is 18% of sales. Um, Do they make Dolly Madison stuff? Or what happened no, to that but company? I think that's probably a competitor. This says one of the oldest baking companies in the United States making cakes and pies since 1914. Okay. Okay, Good. so that's the business. And there's probably an issue here in terms of improving healthy lifestyles food. and yeah. more healthy food, et cetera. Okay. What are they doing about that? What are they doing about it? Yeah, they're, they're reformulating like their products to make stuff. them. Yeah, they're going to make a seaweed Twinkie, I think, or something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, tasty baking. T S T Y is the symbol. Recently, uh, under six dollars, five fifty-eight according to Value Line, with a whopping P/E ratio of sixty-nine point eight, because to me, earnings are uh, way down. I mean, we're talking ten cents expected in two thousand and eight by Value Line. Um, so I don't think PE is telling us the whole story here. Um, in 2000, the company earned a dollar a share. In 2006, they earned 40 cents a share. So 10 cents isn't what the uh, real earnings of the power of the business is, I don't think anyway. Uh, what attracted me to this name was the chart, because I'm looking at a chart where the recent stock price is the lowest ever. Something bad just happened. <laughs> so I think they've been kind of dealing with this healthy food thing for a while. Or not dealing with it real well, as the case might be. Um, but I am I am impressed by the fact that 
there's been an inside buy insider buyer in every month on Value Line's little chart up on the top left of the page. It's really rare to see, actually, isn't it? And there's a 3.6% dividend yield at this kind of a price, so a little bit of extra uh, compensation to take a little bit of risk. And so what's the story? Well, Tasty Baking has apparently been in the same place in Philadelphia forever. They are relocating their Philadelphia baking facility and corporate headquarters to a new facility to be built at the Philadelphia Navy Yard. And they apparently huh. just had a groundbreaking. Do sailors particularly like uh, their product? And, oh, I'm sure it's one of these redevelopment things. So, and, and maybe you can go as a tourist. You'll be able to go visit Tasty Baking. Wow. Or something. Um, Let's just hop and, on And they're the going to install new, more efficient equipment at the facility, uh, which might help their returns some, which used to be they, the business used to earn 10% returns on capital until about 2001 where things basically fell out of bed, and they're in mid-single digits or even low-single digits now. Um, and I think part of the problem must be these tired assets that they quit investing in probably spent years trying to negotiate the city to help them move someplace because they're an institution, yeah. and it's a pretty little company, okay? Maybe baking takes a lot of energy. Annual sales have been between 150 and $172 million every year for the last 10 years, Okay. Um, they've got financing in place as of last September, so they beat the credit crunch to get all the money in place to do this. And uh, Value Line showing a significant step up in capital spending per share in 2008 and 2009, where this, while this is going to happen. What's the payoff? Well, according to Value Line, they're going to get 13 to $15 million of savings annually. Which may not sound like a lot, but when you're a $170 million revenue company, that's you know that's not peanuts. That's a share count. There's only eight million shares. So that's a lot of per share money. On an after tax basis, it's uh, well over a dollar. What are they gonna? What's it gonna cost them? Well, initially, they're spending seventy million on capex in 08 and 09. Even if all of that was going to this project, uh, at a ten percent interest rate, even which I think would be you know higher than market. That's only $7 million of annual interest. I'm going to make 14 in savings. The spread is 7. After tax, 4.5 on 8 million share. I've got more than 50 cents a share in net savings that's going to come out of this on a less than $6 stock. That's very interesting. Six times, I'm sorry, four times cash flow, which is around $1.5 a, a share, gross cash flow. Normally, maintenance capex over a long period of time used to run, oh, maybe a dollar a share, but, it, you know, maybe less. With a brand-new facility, I would say, on the less side of that. Value Line's looking out in uh, 2011 to 13, after you've gotten the project done, free cash flow um, at about a dollar a share. And with the stock at six, you're six times free cash flow that you're going to be able to earn. So uh, where are we on the valuation? Well, I, I calculate an enterprise value by taking total debt, and total equity, the market cap, $45 million in this case. I said it was small. Uh, and in this case, I'm going to add $120 million to it, which is the uh, long-term debt that Value Line says will be outstanding after 2009. Okay? So I'm going to assume Where's all of the – this is all the capital from the credit line to build the new factory and the new headquarters. Oh, I see. Got and it. even at that, okay, on current – uh, run rate earnings, EBITDA, I'm at about 10 times. But, I, and I have to 
add all of this debt that I'm going to take on in the future to get to that kind of a multiple. If I just, if I just look at the current enterprise value and compare it to EBITDA, I'm really five and a half times. Value line's looking for 15 to 30% longer-term returns with 10 to 20% uh, cash flow on earnings growth. Uh, they, you know, they, patience, I think, is my theme for Tasty Baking. Even Value Line says investors will have to be patient. But this is a kind of situation. This stock uh, traded at 10 or above every year for the last decade, except 2005 when it traded within 20 cents of that. Recently, it's six bucks. Why does that chart go straight down so recently? Uh, does it say? Uh, no, it, you know, it there. really doesn't, except that earnings have collapsed. We, half. we had 40 cents a share in 2006, and we've gone down to 10 cents. Hmm. Okay. Some of this is leverage that they've taken on as part of this what project. they lost a big customer like Walmart? Or... Well, apparently not Walmart, because Value Line showing that sales actually increase a little bit over the 10-year hmm. average that already was there. Yeah. That makes sense with uh, with input costs, you know, uh, uh, sh you know, sugar and other natural products that you use to make these products. I assume they're made out of natural products anyway. I wouldn't assume uh, that, my friend. <laughs> uh, uh, I would imagine Unnatural pricing is up products. in any event. Um, so take a look at this. I've never heard of it before. TSTY is a public company anyway. I've eaten their products not in a long time. I wouldn't particularly recommend that, but you might like to take a bite of the stock. No health care liability. Right. So next, uh, after that fabulous new idea... I'm going to yeah, return to an right. old idea that turned out to be not so fabulous, uh, but I think is even more fabulous now. Are you with Undoubtedly. Me? Are you well, with I me? don't own that one, but I own the industry. Monaco Coach, symbol MNC. Um, here my theme is M&A, actually. Uh, long history over uh, uh, the last 10 years, including a really ugly 2008 forecast from Value Line. So we'll use a really low number to drag down the average. My average cash flow per share over that 10 years, $1.10 a share, stock at 7 Free cash flow, if I do the same thing and I look at 10 years of CapEx per share and use the difference between the two, I've got over $0.60 cents a share in long-term average free cash flow with a stock at 7 uh, There's very little debt here, $29 million, I have $6 million of cash, so not a, not, not a lot of net debt when my book value is almost $300 million, market cap 250 so I'm trading under book, which is almost $10 a share. Companies expected to lose money in, in 2008, so there's some risk to book value. But, ladies and gentlemen, the uh, recreational vehicle industry, Monaco Coach makes motor coaches. That's what they're known for. They're a major player in that very specific category. Um, peaked in 2005, isn't that right? It's been down. Well, it's been yeah. yeah fuel it's been down prices have really, years, really harmed. And, and the now it's taking another leg down. Fuel, which well, is putting some of the smaller players at risk, and potentially maybe you know Monaco, that market that used to. If they didn't have such a pristine balance sheet. See, I um, think. And listen just, to the, well, what listen to later. what's in the stock. Okay, with the stock at its lowest level since 1998. This is what Value Line says. They're going to lose money in 08 because there's falling consumer confidence. Difficult consumer lending environment, record high gas prices. That means lower sales volumes, an uptick in discounts, and even benefit warranty and settlement costs are up. So there's lots of margin pressure. I, I, it sounds point, like Southern California oh in the 90s. God. So what are they going to do? They're going to reduce production. They're taking out heads. They're cutting costs. Uh, it, more dramatic steps now seem necessary, according to Value Line. In other words, things are getting difficult to deal with 
without potentially harming the franchise. See, I think Monaco's dead meat. Yet there's a significant meat. amount of earnings power relative Just to the current equity that. value. And I've got, uh, if opposing I could earn 5% on a billion three, what are you talking I'm about? I'm saying I have an opposing view. I think Let Monaco's me dead point. meat. Okay. If I, per, circling, if I could earn, circling, circling. <laughs> if I could earn 5% on a billion three of revenue, yeah, well, the current if, enterprise right. value would be four times. Yeah, and that's be. the way a potential acquirer will look at the business. Why would and they? And they'll say, I can pay eight, I can pay six, and eventually get it to Why eight. not just negotiate with the judge? As to what you're willing to pay for the name. Yeah, well, then you might have harmed the, the uh, distribution network, for example. That's this company they lose sells money. its product through That's 600 the, dealers. That's the, what's killing them. They don't have dealers. The dealer is independent businessman. All I know. But you friend. need access to that distribution, and that's what Monaco offers. So, all right. Uh, this stock, and if you want an idea of what can happen, you know, Value Line occasionally like has Thor. a little news report. It's a better company. I agree. I'm not trying to make Was Thor. I'm not in trying to pick the best company in the industry. I'm trying to pick a good stock idea. Okay. Right? Was Thor in this week? Yes. And you passed the entire industry. I missed that. I Monaco. Somehow. I look. I recommended Monaco at a level that might have been fifty percent above here. So you're reiterating your buy Absolutely. I'm all over this. I'm doubling down, okay? You sound like you really believe it this week. This is week. from like February, right? Value line, Value line in February wrote a little response to the fact that they'd reported a decent fourth quarter. And the stock was up more than 20% today, they reported on. That's what's at stake here, folks. Expectations are so low. You that can make a lot of money here just if uh, there's a whiff of them not going out of business eventually. So MNC, Monaco, get involved again. And my last one, do I have any time left? Yeah, all the time. Oh, no, 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 got to be very quick. And this is going to be a quick one because uh, I, I found myself looking at Sony um, because I just happened to notice that the stock is at a well, low point. The stock has sort of traded in a slowly rising trading range since bottoming in early 2003, and it's kind of at the low end of – you know, that recent range over the last two years or so, at around 43. This is an ADR, of course. Of course. And um, There's a good it's, reason. It's down it's about down, 25% yeah. off of its recent high, um, near $60, okay? Naturally. But it's down 65% from its all-time high. Of course. Trades at about, <laughs> trades at about six are. times cash flow. Um, there's and it must be something about this industry. They're like a lot the of 65 Dodgers, my friend. Very cash Long. rich balance sheet, uh, and so there's actually no net debt here. The uh, enterprise value to uh, what I what uh, Value Line calls operating income, or what we believe is EBITDA, about five times. Okay, so it's five times. It's apparently on sale relative to, you know, where it might trade and has traded in recent past. Uh, yet mm -hmm. they've got PlayStation 3 is doing well. And Blu-ray just won, of course, an important uh, uh, convert the, in the battle to establish how is an industry the, uh, standard. How's for, the Walkman doing? Just lousy. The name there. I, I don't, their, I know, don't imagine their main cathode ray tube business is doing very well either. Well, that's right. But they're that's selling right. something because they had $70 billion of revenue last well, year. Well, it's stuff that's losing share. That's what I want to uh -huh. say to you. Well, they that. sold sixty-three Televisions, billion of the, the flat screens and all that. All yep, the profits coming that. out of them. There's some little company called what Vizio or something that's gaining share with low prices. Sony, that's old news. Old news, my friend. Okay, so 
Are you done? I am. Okay, great. Apple. So but now we're going to get expensive. back to now we're going to get back to the point of all of this. Uh, I took a look at so. you know well, it was five times cheap in this industry. So I looked at Canon for example. Uh, this one it turns out is also valued around five times, but this stock is down about twenty percent from its all time high, which is within the last six months or maybe twelve months. But in any event, uh, I mean, great company, good looking chart, uh, but. Um, you know, nothing to tell me that it's severely discounted and, you know, potentially there's a company that could get, you know, really hurt by an emerging competitor in one of its businesses, right? Really? Which one? Well, just because of Industrial the chart. Industrial printing? You know, this, this thing is priced like nothing really ever goes wrong, right? I looked at Matsushita. This is the company that owns Panasonic and Techniques, right? You, they invent a lot of stuff. Back when we were They're, that's a great you know, younger company. men. Uh, this one's about. I've actually owned that. This one's down about twenty percent from its all-time high and valued around five times. So again, not nearly as beat up as Sony is relative to its. Age. Philips Electronics, uh, get out of here. I mean, yeah, it's a twenty-five percent off all-time high, ten times EBITDA. So Sony, I think, by virtue of the fact that it actually has a catalyst, which would be accelerating revenue growth on the back of Blu-ray and their new partnership with Sharp. On flat screen TV, they've abandoned their relationship with Samsung and favors Sharp, who consistently gets uh, higher rankings from consumers. Mm-hmm. Um, Blame I, it on the supplier, I, you know, not the marketer. This is, you okay. know, I, I'm trying to hit a home run with Tasty Baking. With Sony, I, and this looks like an easy 20, 25% over 12 to 18 months um, as it comes back in favor uh, and one of these others goes out of favor. Well, they got to come so, up with something. Sony, the symbol is SNE, it's an ADR. But uh, I'm going to say my favorite idea this week, without question, tasty baking really? at four times cash flow and uh, with a really a complete transformation of the company uh, uh, underway and uh, with the conviction supported by some insider buying in every month in the last 12 months. So All right. T-S-T-Y. My favorite is uh, Hershey HSY because it's just going to be easy pickings over the next five years <laughs> or later. I don't know okay. when exactly. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. We'll see you next week.